talking about our thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts. What we talking about our thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories. Welcome back to the Thoughts and Theories podcast. It's episode eighty-one. Such a great number, number of points. Kobe Bryant dropped in the game. It's the number that Terrell Owens used to play football. You know, so I don't know. Seem like two pretty significant numbers, and I'm gonna add more reason why it's a significant number. Um, but before I do that, if it's your first time to this podcast. Um, I just want to cover three things before we get this train off the way, train going, whatever the phrase is. Basically, three things I want to cover before this train starts its journey, starts its path, before it leaves the stop. First thing is this podcast called the Thoughts and Theories Podcast because it's a podcast literally about my thoughts and my theories. So literally, it's just an audio podcast form of uh, what goes through my mind. Basically, that's it, which giving you a disclaimer that most of my podcasts might be all over the place but hey i'm doing this in you know like in real time i'm not really editing the podcast or anything like that and um through the time what i say might sounds like it's not all over the place you know but majority of the time i'm gonna be all over the place i'm just being honest i'm just being real with y'all right now about this uh but yeah welcome to the podcast you know um and the cool point of me doing this is just uh just reiterate the fact that you know the best version of you is you you know um to think for yourself and to learn how to think just make sure you're obviously in a good um place you know in a good place when you're doing this right coming from a good heart you know um secondly is that you know the reason why i say this train ride is because of the fact that you know i realize that everything's not for everybody and you know everybody's their own individual so I'm just saying I'm not holding anybody hostage here. So if you don't like what I'm saying, please click off and never come back to the podcast again. Feel free to do that. I will not be mad at you because you are you and I am me, you know? So obviously differences are supposed to happen. But yeah, that, that's what happens. Um, I'm not here to fight with anybody. I'm here to have dialogue with people and stuff like that, you know, on conversating, grow as a human being, not to fight. I've been fighting all my life, been fighting myself, don't have time time to fight anybody else um next and then if you want to you know connect with your boy support with your boy visit chrisative.com spell k-r-i-s-a-t-i-v-e.com all right there's two ways you can message your boy you can message me on snapchat you know you can add me on snapchat i realize that voice messaging you can voice message for way longer than instagram which gives you like a minute but snapchat i don't know limit but you can darn near message for probably like four or five minutes straight, which is pretty cool. So voice message me on Snapchat. That would be great. Um, or you can send me a voice message on Instagram and follow me on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. Please follow me on my YouTube channel. It would be great. I would appreciate it a lot. All right. It means so much to me. Thank you. Um, and also I have a, um, a clothing store that's on that website that link as well as um you can support your boy through this anchor app which i'm using to record this podcast pretty pretty cool one-stop shop for podcasting right um you could donate 99 cents five dollars ten dollars a month whatever you can to help support your boy to take this podcast to the next level because i'm just trying to enhance it and make it a better overall experience for you listeners you awesome folks you you um i'm gonna call y'all the awesomes <laughs> trying to make it a better listening experience for the awesomes so anytime i say the awesomes i'm referring to the 
people that are listening the awesomes but anyways um other than that let's get right into the episode people let's get right into it uh the reason why 81 is a great number because i just mentioned kobe bryant dropped that in the game to our own ourselves as jersey number both great players in their perspective sports but this is the 81st episode and the reason why this episode is so great because people i did it you're probably like what'd you do chris trust me i didn't do any harm anybody but i finally walked away from my job that's right that's right that's right. I mean, I'm going to clap for myself. I'm going to put my phone down to clap for myself. Woo! About darn spickety time, sir. Woo! I'm like to tell you guys, there was no regrets. Nothing. It was literally like, kind of like, I lost the weight. It was literally felt like, you know when you take a dump, a number two? You know, you you're, when you're taking a dump, you're literally getting rid of all the crap in your body. You know? Like, you're, when you take a dump. That's literally like your body really taking out a whole lot of trash. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't the house smell cleaner when you take out the trash and get rid, get rid of the trash, right? So the same thing with the body is what I'm thinking about, you know. Uh, but basically, I left my job. I walked away from my job. So there is one main reason I left my job, and that reason is awareness. But that reason is going to be split into five subcategories, which I'm about to get into. Let's start off awareness. I think it's the most important thing in regards to anything in life. You know, awareness, you know, um, you know, I could break it down a little bit more, but like self-awareness, being aware of what's going on, not only around you, but what's going on inside of you. So like complete awareness, because, you know, a lot of days, these days, people are like, when I leave the house or I go somewhere or talk to a family or just deliver food or groceries, to somebody, they'll be like, be safe out there. And I'm thinking... Safe is the wrong word to use. Safe is the wrong word to use, people, because you have to understand what safe is before you can be that. You know, you have to understand what something is before you can, in a sense, kind of be it. You know, because um, if you don't know what it is and you think you're doing what you think it is, and it turns out you're not doing what it actually is and you're not being that word. So what I mean is that being aware, because if you're aware, you're aware of what can go bad, what can go wrong. So you're kind of now have knowledge of what's safe and what's not safe so then you can really be safe so i feel that you can't be safe unless you're unaware first like well anything in life can't be a great basketball player until you're aware of the game and how to play and you're aware of your skill set like you got to be aware of the out stuff outer stuff as aware in as in the inner stuff which means you you know your inner and outer stuff so point is awareness awareness is what is the overarching umbrella that splits up these five categories I'm getting into. Um, but yeah, I just had to become aware. So like I look at awareness as a light, you know, um, if you've been walking through your life the whole time and you feel like you've been in the dark, awareness is in a, I guess, a physical sense is the light. When the light turns on, now you can see everything. You know, you could be in the dark all your life. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong. I probably look good. I look good and all this stuff because you're blind. When you're in the dark, you're blind, blah, 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 all this stuff. You don't know what's going on. You, you have no clue what's going on at all. No clue what's going on at all. Should I do this? Five. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's see what this package is. All right, so here's the point I'm trying to make, people. What kind of package is this? 
probably shouldn't do this delivery baby was freaking far no i'm not gonna do this so sorry people i'm in the middle of like doing uber doing uber right now while i'm doing this podcast because this is my life now i accept the order but they're not declining because i'm like nah i might miss out more money doing this order um so the point is um i should have probably did that but anyways so point is this you probably might think you look good and all this stuff, but guess what? Until the light turns on, you won't know the truth of the, the, the situation. Light is like the complete revealing of the truth. It's non-biased, non-biased and it, it screams, it is what it is. Regardless how you feel, you can't deny the truth. The thing, about, reason why I love the truth over feelings is that your truth is consistent. <laughs> it doesn't change because it's consistent, <laughs> you know, but your feelings changes because they're not constantly change because they're not consistent but emotions are important all right so let me get to the um the first point so the first reason why i quit my job my former job is because of the lies people the lies i'm not talking about the thing you do when you go to sleep at night you lie on the bed no i'm talking about lies someone not telling the truth someone is saying um introducing or blurting out statements Wow, this package really must need to get there. Wow. Could I really do this and be back in time? Nah. Shoot, I probably should have done it. But whatever. Anyways, that, that same order came back up. I'm just really deciding should I have done that $19 to drive five miles. Hmm. Instead of probably getting a batch order. But anyways, point is the lies, people. Here's the thing. I do not like lies. And if you do lie to me, lie to me good. Make me believe the lie. Like, lie to me good that make me believe the lie to the point that once I find out the lie occurred, the only person I can blame is me because I don't know how I could fall for that lie, you know? Because when I believed it and fall along with it, now the responsibility of it falls on me, right? The accountability of it falls on me. Like, oh my gosh, they just played me well. They were playing chess with me and I was playing jerkers the whole time. But... If you're lying and I obviously know that you're lying and you, you're trying to act like the lie is working when it's clearly not, yeah, don't 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 do that. It's it's just the stupidest thing you could possibly do. So this is this is what I mean by that. I'm gonna give an illustration. Um, at my job. So at my job, you know, the COVID nineteen and all that stuff happened. You know, when it went off last year and stuff like that, and then um, basically we had a we. It, I worked in a warehouse picking and packing contact lenses and then supervisor, uh, well, the manager. So the manager, he has the power to fire, you know, hire people, blah, blah, blah. We had a huddle who's like, yo, the Corona's coming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we've noticed a drop off in volume. And then one guy from another department was like, yo, um, so does that mean if, you know, um, this continues or if one person gets like Corona or something like that? Will we all be sent home? Or no, if the volume drop drops off, will we all be sent home? Or will, will certain people be sent home? And then the, the manager is like, Well, do you work in that department? I'm like, what the freak? He's asking the question. I'm pretty sure someone is the audience is full of 130, 40 plus people. I'm pretty sure someone in the audience had that question, but they weren't they were too scared to ask it in front of everybody, you know? Because they're probably afraid to speak in front of people. But the fact that he was like, yo, do you work in that, do you work in that apartment? Like he said it, like he was upset, like, oh crap, you weren't supposed to ask a smart question like that. 
it upset me like this guy was concerned because you know wild job because you know it's well he makes his money but then he he answered he was like yo if if we, the volume loads everybody would be sent home literally this happened like on the thursday or friday that monday they decide when the volume drops because the plan was if the volume drops everybody's going to be sent home you know we don't have shit just shut down the whole operation literally like the next day the next week volume was dropping blah 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 and then they started to furlough some people well send people home like without paying like yeah you still got your job when the volume comes back up we just have to send people home and obviously they're going to send the people who are the lowest performers home they're going to keep the high um productive people there you know just in case those people can't come back they're going to keep the you know the best of the best you know so i'm like wait hold up he lied he just said everybody be sitting home but i was one of the people to stay but i'm like he lied you know what the heck is this what the heck what the heck is this um and then they talk about when corona happened every time someone gets corona they're not allowed to disclose who got corona because it's against the law blah 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 but in my mind i'm like if corona well i don't really believe in this corona thing you know it's a right i'm not saying it's not real it's real meaning in an effect in the sense that it's a virus which is ultimately a protein but i put in the same category as a common cold that's how i look at it you know because um, a lot of people get it recovered in two weeks the people the amount of people who died versus the people who got it actually more way more people survived and people died you know is what i'm saying like this set the survival rate recovery rate is like 90 something percent you know so it's not as fatal as like i i believe the media puts it out to be you know and then you have like you know people dying of other things but just because they had corona in their system they died there's like oh yeah they died of corona they got in a motorcycle accident and died oh they had corona in their system it's because corona like it's just crazy stuff you know the media was first reporting people who died and then now they're just reporting people who got corona but not reporting people who've died who, who are dying today which because the numbers aren't really that big but point is here's the thing people he lied so basically every time someone's supposed to get corona warehouse i think three or four people got it or five we're supposed to know about it and have a huddle you know and stuff like that then people end up starting to get it we stop having huddles with it you know and they didn't say anything and they hired a nurse to come in to check our temperatures and stuff and this is and they're saying they care about our health and stuff is the utmost importance people how does this make sense if you're working at a job right and most places that were doing a scanner, the, the forehead, the temperature check, what they had to do, they had to scan it before you even enter their premises. This is how much they don't care, people. Not only I would come into the building, clock in and work, but when I came in and clocked in and work, they didn't scan my temperature. I worked literally halfway through my shift. I'm talking about I started at 7, my 7 to 4, and my lunch break was at like 12, and I come back at 1. I didn't get my temperature check into 1. So you're telling me for 5 hours? Wait, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Because I went on lunch break at 1. But let's say 6 hours after I've been there is when my temperature check. Because when I come back from lunch break, I got 3 hours left. What sense does it make to take my temperature then? And then on the fact of it, I was sometimes tasked with the duty to go around and do temperature checks at the job, right? Man, these Walmart groceries coming in early. Wow. So point is... When I went around, everybody on that list didn't get temperature checked. And some of those people were people in upper management, too. So I was like, okay, they lied. They're just doing this to cover their butts. You know, at the end of the day, I realized it's all a business, and they're looking to protect their money before they're looking to protect people first. All right. So they lied. They lied. They literally lied. 
but and then and then another thing let me get to the second point because this point's going long the second thing the second thing with this is um with the lies is this we cut a couple weeks we had in the huddle and then like i see the hr lady there her name is chris her name is Kristen, great woman and whatnot. And so she's there speaking. It's like, hey guys, we're gonna bring back the incentive. For those who don't know, an incentive is at our at the warehouse is like on top of your normal pay, if your productivity is above standard and blah blah blah, they're gonna give you additional money on top of that. I gotta do one of these package orders. I should have done one of these. They're gonna give you additional money if your performance, you maintain that performance throughout the week. So there was two incentives. The second incentive was for everybody, and the first is only for certain people. But two, both of those incentives combined, if you're performing above and beyond, this incentive is only attacked for 90 days, you can make an extra $5 an hour on top of your pay. So it's like you give yourself like a little pay raise for the next 90 days. All right? So so, so the, the manager's like, yeah, we bring back the incentive. And then, and then he was like, why, Chris? And she was like, because we need people. Because people have been quitting and quitting because there's been mandatory overtime because people are quitting because they don't like the job. So we're losing people, losing people. This is my theory. We're losing people, losing people. And the people they're losing are not new people because you can justify why new people quit because they, oh, they weren't going to work out anyways. But when you have people that's been there for years and starting to quit, and that's the pattern the majority of people are quitting are the people that's been there. Oh, crap. You have to explain that to your bosses, right? So in order to keep these people intact, so no more people that's been here quit, guess what they're going to have to do? Oh, my gosh. We're going to pay you guys more money so you don't leave. And I think they're doing this for 90 days because we're under headcount. We need more people. So guess what? I think they're waiting to get the headcount back up. And once the headcount's back up, they're probably predicting it's going to take 90 days. We don't know if we're going to keep this incentive around. We'll see based on the numbers. Which I know in the 90 days, they're going to probably remove it. You know, I could be wrong, but this is my theory, meaning I can be wrong and I, I can be admit to that. But based on what I've seen there, they, they, they like to lie to us and act like we don't see the lie. Like, you know, we can see that you're lying. You, you didn't even try, you know, use this political jargon. Oh, we're giving this to sense of all because we appreciate y'all. No, you don't. No, y'all don't. No, y'all don't. The point is, I don't like when people lie to me and think they're getting away with it, if you lie to me, lie to me good to the point that I take accountability for it and be like, oh crap, you got me good one. Even though you lied to me, but you got me though. Um, that was a long first reason. Um, the second reason was communication. Oh my gosh, for any relationship in any area, I don't, I don't even care if it's like, if it's with a significant other, it could be a brother, cousin, mother, parent, friend, coworker, associate, boss. I don't, care it's just communication is so important i don't care what kind of relationship you're in but communication is so key it is a non-negotiable in every relationship in regards to every relationship to be on point the reason why communication is on point um so critical is because like i said earlier in the introduction everybody's their own person everything's not for everybody so in order for two two parties who are completely different people to be on the same page is they have to communicate to ask each other which page are you on oh you on this page oh i'm on this page i thought you're on this page no no i'm on this page okay let me go on this page that you on so we're on the same page but a lot of times people are on different pages expecting the other person to be on the same page they are when they are not and then guess what that's where the disconnect happened which means no communication which means beginning of a downward 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 spiral fall of a relationship that's literally just how it works people 
But if there's communication, if you're on the same page, guess what? Oh my gosh. Yippee ki yay. Hooray, right? Great things can happen. So here's how it breaks down, folks. So communication is so key. I'm going to break it down for you right quick. All right. So at the job, you work with 130, 40 plus people. I feel that the more people you have to have responsibility over, even stronger the communication has to be. You know? You know what I'm saying? For instance, like, okay, if I was a leader of a team or a company or something like that, right? A leader of a company. If it's just me and somebody else or me or two people, right? I can easily invite them into the room and have communication, right? It's easier. And we could be on a three-way three-way call. We don't even have to Zoom because it's just three of us. So the less people you have, you still have to have communication, but the, the lengths at which you have to go to communicate is not as strenuous as if you have more people. But for instance, let's say if you had same company, but now you grew it to 100 people, there is no way you could do a three-way call with them, you know? There's probably no way you could do a Zoom call with all of them in the room or like, or if you're trying to get all their opinions on something, you'll have to literally probably have an event space, go rent out a hotel room, something they have to come to you to do a big meeting and then have a microphone set up so anybody has questions so the one person can come up. So like you still have to communicate. Communication is key. It's just now you have to find ways to amplify that communication and make sure you have to, you have to do more work in regards to communication. The bigger number, the more, the bigger you're heard. You know, um, the bigger, the bigger the communication has to be in, in a sense, or just like you know, a teacher, another leader. The difference between the reason why tutors are more effective than like could be more effective with a teacher because with a tutor, guess what? You're just usually tutoring one on one, so you just communicate right there. You can answer that person's question. But guess what? A teacher is like a tutor, but like on a bigger level. <laughs> you know, when you're teaching a class of 18, 15, guess what? Everybody's not going to be on the same pace. So you have to communicate differently. You have to think of a language that suits everybody opposed to a language that just suits one person. Or let's say if at my job, at first it was just people that spoke English. But now in our DC, we have people that speak um, Spanish. So the more people you have, guess what? The more language you're going to probably have to speak. So your level of communication has become greater. You have to repeat things twice. So the point is, people, the warehouse communication suck is because of this. They stopped having huddles and communicating with stuff. They were playing telephone. The leaders, so under the managers were supervisors. And then they had, basically think of the manager as a principal and the supervisor as teachers. And the teachers were assigned to each classroom and had, let's say, 20, 30 people on their team. All right? So anytime the principal want to make a message, you know, that's where we have huddles or assemblies and stuff back at school, kind of the warehouse, those are what we call our huddles, but they stopped having huddles and stuff like that. And the thing is, they expected us to know what they know. Like, they, they treated us like iPhones. When they when they found new information, they expect us to know that same information. Like, how am I supposed to know? I'm not no iPhone. I ain't, I ain't supposed to know all this stuff. All right. So point is, they didn't communicate stuff. I would communicate one thing with one supervisor and say, okay, we agreed on this. And then another supervisor approached me about something regarding that same subject. And I was like, oh, the other supervisor didn't tell you? And I'm like, no. I'm like, what? Aren't y'all supposed to communicate? Because here's a little um, info, fun fact, people. I used to be a lead. So, you know, the teachers, the the teacher, I mean, the, the manager is the principal. The 
the supervisors, the teacher, and I was a lead. I was responsible for actually training the new people that came in. So I was like the teacher's assistant, helping out the teacher, training the new people come in, blah, blah, blah. So I knew this as a lead. They, they was like, hey, communication is the most important thing. They got on me for not communicating with my other fellow leads, but they weren't doing the same thing. So I'm like, what the freak? You guys are hypocrites. Hypocrites. If you were an animal right now, you would be a hypocrite. But anyways, communication sucked. It really sucked. All right, let's move on to the third reason. The third reason is more so emotional, but um, a very important reason. You know, I'm a logic over emotion person, um, but um, emotions are just emotions. More important, you know. And um, let's see, knowledge. There's knowledge, intellect, which is like logic, and then there's emotional intellect, which is emotional. You still have to have emotional IQ because the thing is, you want to be able to read read people their energy and stuff like that has a lot to do with their you know um emotion so i'm not saying emotion doesn't matter it does but you know i'm i'm, I'm a logic first person emotion next you know um because the logic's what kind of keep my emotion in check and kind of checking my emotions right pointed the third reason is because i was not happy there i realize if you're working at a job and if if you're the person that thinks this and lives and breathes this, then guess what? You're not happy where you're at. If you wake up on Monday morning, you dread Monday morning, but you're like, I thank God it's Friday, people. You're at the wrong job. And the reason why you hate those, you hate and love those, hate Monday and love Friday is not because of those days. Because every time people's like, oh my gosh, it's Friday or Friday. And I'm like, why are you so happy? Because it's Friday the weekend. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, what about Monday? It's like, I don't like Monday. It's like, but what did Monday ever do to you but give you the same 24 hours the other days did? And I was like, oh, not really nothing. And I was like, oh, so it's more so of what happens in those days, meaning you go to work or school, whatever, you hate what you're doing. You're not happy. I mean, there's some stuff in life I've accepted that you're going to hate, but you have to do because it's part of the process. Like, you know, if you're getting healthy, the healing pain, you know, um, you're going to school, you got to take all the time. Like, there's certain stuff in life that you just not you just gonna have to go fight through the pain and just wait it out in inescapable but there's some stuff in life that you have control over that you don't have to endure and then if you're unhappy and you keep enduring it then that unhappiness turns into suffering so you're actually um imposing suffering on yourself so i realized for the past because i've been in this job is going to be going on seven years this past six plus years i've been like unhappy like oh my gosh at first i got a job obviously i was happy because didn't have a job full-time job in a long time and it's something i have to deal with people i get listen to music free workout but once you get used to the job and you you know how the job operates that's when the real emotion sets in i was literally unhappy i didn't like going into work <sighs> it just sucked it just sucked you know um i didn't like it at all you know, I'll go in, I'll be complaining. I was, oh my gosh. When you find yourself in a situation you're complaining, I realize it comes to, you have two roads. Either you do something about it or you shut up. Most people do nothing about it because we live in a world where we're taught to be dependent on people. <laughs> That's what we're taught to be dependent on people. So anytime you want to do better in life, guess what? <laughs> we're waiting for someone to give us something. I've came to a realization that no one's going to give you anything. You have to do it for yourself. You know, you have to do it for yourself. It's just that simple. You know, so I was unhappy. So literally, I was like, yo, I didn't have to be there. After I realized my situation that, 
you know, I called about my 401k because I, I have a loan out on that. And I called and cleared and I communicated because I was thinking it was one way. But it turns out it was another way of in regards to how that loan works out. And I was like, oh, snap, I don't I can quit this thing right now because I got money saved up in the bank right now. And it's accumulating. It's growing. OK, I'm out. So as soon as I left my last day, I didn't know it was that was my last day until like the middle of my shift until this idea came about. You know, I didn't say bye to anybody. I didn't tell anybody it's, it's my last day because I'm not the person who's like, oh, hey, all the attention's on me. I'm not the type of person like that. My birthday, I don't really say it's my, I don't say it's my birthday or anything like that. I try not to make, not to put the spotlight on me, you know. That's not who I want to be or what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, Thursday was my last day and, you know, didn't come back. Didn't come back. And that was it. I left. And I can tell you guys, I've just been happy. I've been sleeping well, you know, been getting to eat the food I want to eat, eating a lot of apples, you know, my, one of my, my favorite restaurant right now, Vegan Junkie, check them out at Vegan, then Junkie, J-U-N-K-I-E on Instagram. Oh my gosh, great food. They're only open right now, Thursday through Sunday. You just check them out. You look at their times. They're great. Everything's plant-based, made from scratch, is you know, no GMOs, soy free, just all that stuff, you know, kosher, just all the stuff, food, that's actually food, 100% food, handmade, it has love in it as well, point is, sorry, little shameless plug for business I like, I'm going to and eating that, I'm a happy customer there, but yeah, that's it with that, but the next thing is, um, with the happiness, I, I haven't been so happy, so that's the third reason I quit, the fourth reason I quit is because of the fact of um, growth. I realize in life is that either you're growing or you're dying. Anytime in life where you become stagnant, you stag- become stagnant in life, that's where life gets dead and that's what ends up leading you to being unhappy where I was at because I've grown as far as I can at a job. Yeah, growth. I don't mean in a sense that as in like, you know, there's opportunity to move up. I could have been a supervisor right now. I just knew it because I was a lead and the manager was just saying language to me. He's like, hey, that sounds like the language of a supervisor because like, I think they're looking for leaders and they're desperate for them at the same time. So I could have been that, but I saw the hell that went on in a supervisor's life. And I was like, oh, no way, Jose. They ain't going to be your boy right there. You ain't going to do that to me. So um, I was like, I can't be here because if I was to, you know, grow in rank and position in regards here, I would have to end up giving up truth and becoming a politician. The only reason why I didn't want to grow in that company because I didn't want to be a politician. And on factors. And on top of that is because I think being working at a job wasn't for me at the end of the day. I just think I was made to be my own boss for my own time because my dreams and goals revolved around not being able to worry about bills and having all the time in the world to do what I want whenever I want. And you have to look at what what vehicle fits that those characteristics, working for yourself or working for somebody else. And the clearly obvious answer is working for yourself, being your own business owner. No one who has a job has a lifestyle I want. So why would I think I'm going to be the person that comes in the job and change the playing field for millions of people that's been in that playing field for years that's been there before me they've gave given me the truth i have to look at life what it is what it is be honest look at see this is where the logic comes in a lot of people live off motion like yes i'm gonna be making six figures you know be a millionaire working at this job and have all the time in the world no no the more the company money a company pays you the tighter the leash people who are making six figures out of company guess what they're never home they're making the money but they're never home and they're always working so they have the money but they don't have time to spend it they don't 
and out. So in order for me to grow to be to, to fit into the vehicle I want, the dreams and goals, I was like, I gotta be my own boss. That'd be my own boss. So in order to grow, you have to take risk. Cause if you can't get reward if there's no risk. <laughs> you know? You can't. Anything, anybody that's successful, anything in life, athletes, they stop going to college, you know, after a year or two when they won a championship or something, they go in the NBA, that's a risk. They risk their whole lives. People who win the Olympics, they risk their whole lives. Because you're not guaranteed money from the Olympics. You know, you want to become a gold medalist in the Olympics. Why? Because that's where you get endorsements. The rewards endorsements, and you can get sponsored by a company for the rest of your life. But if you don't, you just waste your whole life. Anything that has a high reward comes with a higher risk. So you have to ask yourself, is what you're doing, <laughs> is there any risk involved in it? Because if there isn't, guess what? There is no reward. But if there's a high risk, high reward. Like, I'm doing Uber. I'm not guaranteed to make money every day. I'm not. I will make money, but like, I'm talking about my hit my goal every day. And I'm, I'm, I'm a trader now. You know, a trader of indices, a trader of cryptocurrency. Those are two I've been trading, but I also trade metals like gold or silver from time to time and forex from time to time but i'm an indice crypto kind of guy because they move the fastest i can make the most money the fastest that way right but i realize you got to take risk what that means i will always get reward nope but if i don't take the risk guess what don't get reward and then it ends in regrets most people grow up living with a whole bunch of regrets and never try stuff because of fear emotions you know, when I made the decision to quit, it was strictly logical. My emotions, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't anxious or anything like about that. Because that, I did the logic. I did the math. You know? So, I've seen in where I'm going in regards right now, there's so much growth potential. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, dreaming of bigger things, things I want to get. Like, literally, I can go right now and buy a phone, new, a new Samsung, the Galaxy 21. Like, they cost, like, $700, but I can afford that because I risk outside of my job it wasn't really a big risk because I had my job but I risked my my fun time instead of having fun and hanging out with friends I all that time is devoted to doing uber and making money so I'm not making my job anytime I wake I'm making money doing uber and I've saved up money that yo if I get an accident I have the money for a deductible my insurance is paid off until it starts up again you know I can pay for rent you know if uh, if something happens in my car, I paid for it to get repaired. You know, just stuff like that. Having money saved up. All right. But the fifth and final point of why I left my job, because obviously money. I've been there for six years, people. I started like $10, and then I leave now. I'm at only like $14.30 or 50-some cents. So let's call it $14.50. I realized, a long time ago, even before I worked the job, I realized, and I knew... For a fact that when you work a job, your income is capped out. The reason why is because, think about this. If I'm the business owner, I own the business. This is how I look at everything. All right? So there's these things called revenue, the money that comes in to the company. You know, when people buy stuff, when we get new accounts, that's revenue. That's money that's coming in the company. I subtract that from expenses. Expenses is overhead. Like if I have rent to pay, depending on if I don't own the property, um, the light bills for supplies, equipment, but the biggest expense to any business owner is usually nine times out of 10 is their employees. Yeah, you heard that right, people. Anytime the business owner is paying you, that's money coming out of their pocket. So, and they're paying you recurringly. So think about it. Something you're paying recurrently that's taking money out of your pocket that you're paying every month. What is that known as in, a, in the, um, the world of adults? Bills. And guess how many people like bills? Probably none. 
no one in the history of Everton that I ever known that had bills was, was like, yo, man, I wish my bills go up next month. No, they hate bills. They're trying to get rid of them, lower them, or get rid of them. So think about it. You are a bill to the employer. So when you ask for a raise, you he literally translate that as, he or she translate that as, hey, could you raise your Chris with a K bill? Because each person that works for them, that's a bill. Could you raise your Chris with a K bill? Yeah, like, hold up, hex no. No, I'm not. So the business is always looking for ways to keep that bill the same, lower it, or get rid of it. They don't want it to go up. So I would never be able to make make enough money and have enough time to live my dreams and goals because my dreams and goals are predicated on how much I pay. But how much I get paid is a bill to the business owner. It only makes complete sense, people. Point is, I realize my income is capped there. Like, I got to the point I'm making way more money with Uber than I was at my regular job. Like, literally... Two weeks ago, one week in Uber, I was literally, what I made one week in Uber, I was 300 to $400 short of what I made at my job full-time. So literally one week, if I worked that whole week in Uber, I would have made way more than I made at my current job. So one week of Uber working full-time every day, all day, every day, working like 10 to 12-hour shifts, I will make more money that one week than I would have made a month working at my job. So let's let's compound those numbers. If I work four straight weeks, so what? So four straight weeks doing Uber, I would have made what I made in. Um, so what I would have made in a month doing Uber, I would have made in four months at my job. And let's take that to another another level. All right. So what I made in a year at my job, I could make doing three months of Uber. So three months times four. So a whole year of Uber is four years worth what I make at my regular job. So think about it. Every year, I'm looking at it. So every year, my income could have quadrupled. <laughs> so I'm missing out on quadrupling my money staying here yearly. I'm missing out on so much money that same exact time. So I did the math. It made sense. And I was like, yeah, Uber's, Uber is not guaranteed income, but Uber is not going anywhere. I can still make the money. I can work anytime I want. I don't have to wear this mask. So on top of the money, like I guess the sixth reason would be health. Wearing those masks all day is not great for you because you're rebreeding, rebreeding back out the carbon dioxide and stuff like that. Point is, people. Point is, people. I realized I was leaving so much money on the table. So I was taking a bigger risk, not quitting my job than quitting my job because I'm missing out money. I'm guaranteed missing out money. Staying at my job because I was too comfortable. I was too comfortable. So I had to get uncomfortable. In order to take risks, you gotta be uncomfortable. And that's how you only that's the only way you grow. And that's the only way you can be happy. Which is the only way you can really truly communicate, you know, which only read way you can really walk away from the lies and start living your truth. So people I realize the money potential is exponential. Me working for myself thanks to the internet. It's giving me so many ways and plus there's so many other jobs hiring. I see so many jobs hiring because a lot of people quit their jobs. Because this corona thing has exposed people, allowed them to spend time on themselves. It's like, yo, shoot, am I wasting my time this whole time? I'm glad the world stopped because it shook up shook up my paradigm of what I thought making money and stuff was like. So I'm on this journey, I'm feeling good finished podcast and hopefully an order is about to come through in the next couple minutes but yes people i quit my job i walked away no regrets no remorse you know don't care about what people say you know i let go of that a long time ago only person's opinion that truly matters at the end of the day is mine's
you know, and all the sea gods, you know, but yeah, people, I'm free. No more worries over here, folks. Your boy over here chilling. Your boy over here winning. But yeah, this is something I just wanted to give to you guys today. So, um, yeah, pretty much that's what went down, folks. Looks like I'm not even going to get that on our sound. Okay. But anyways, people, visit chrisative.com, spelled K-R-I-S-A-T-I-V-E.com. Follow your boy on social media. Send me a voicemail. You know, support your boy. Follow your boy. Buy merch. And become a monthly donor if that's in your heart. But other than that, people, you might not like everything I see on this podcast, but just know that this is my thoughts and my theories, a.k.a. my opinions. Um, remember that the person you see when you look in the mirror is awesome. Why? Because you guys are the awesomes. All right. It's your boy Chris with a K. Episode 81 in the books. We out. Peace. Peace.